0: Ahoy there, mateys! It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. I've asked you this evening. Luis has joined me, and uh, of course, you guys know him from Skate from New York. And he introduced me to a fellow via some via linking me to his website, which is uh with well some of his stuff actually. And this is Sean Collin, of course. Like he's I've been reading his blog here recently, and he's I kind of wanted to talk to him because this is some stuff we haven't really talked about in a while. You guys know I'm into the philosophy of existence and you know like spiritual connections and just life in general and stuff like that and you know thumbing through what he's got going on I was just like you know I I, I kind of want to talk to this fella and it took me a little while to get a hold of him but I, I finally succeeded at it you know <laughs> hey, how you doing there Sean? <laughs>
2: I'm excellent, brother. Thanks for having me on. And uh, awesome. sorry, I was a little radio silent on you. If I don't see the push notification, I don't really look at my email. So <laughs> oh, it's
0: all good. It's all. Louise hit good. me I'm up good.
2: and was like, "Why aren't you responding to this email?" And I was like, "What email, dude? About. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: well, because like I didn't. I actually didn't know where to send it to. When he was sending me your, your website, I just started digging through there, and I was just like, "Well, I'm gonna email the the." you know, the website that emailed me back when I subscribed to your thing there. So cool. I was just like, I was just like, that's fine. I'm just going to send an email there and see what happens. And yeah, I think I, 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 I people that are listening or aren't listening or haven't looked at their email either. Like I'm in all kinds of people's emails. I just don't know if I get sent to spam or not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'm probably overdue for an audit or maybe I should just set up a proper email channel for people to get in touch. <laughs> yeah. How to, How do people discover you?
0: Yeah. How do people discover you?
2: Uh, I get a lot of traffic from Instagram and Facebook when I post like these weekly videos of me just talking about whatever the content is for that week. But um, I, the last few months I've been one of the top 20 paid philosophy newsletters on Substack. And so I've been getting a lot of traffic through the Substack discover tool, which is really cool. And would, um, do you,
0: do you want to plug which exactly how they can find you on that Substack there? I mean, I've got you pulled up for the viewers and such.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's it right there. You just go to human, H-U-E-M-A-N.substack.com. Um, the The newsletter slash podcast is called The Human Experience. And, um, you know, on Substack, if you're just at substack.com and you click the Discover button, There's a tab that says readers. And then once you pull that open, you just click philosophy. And I'm down there at the bottom, just Mm -hmm. holding on to it, holding on to that last spot. That's
0: that's fantastic. (laughs) And you know, like I said, you know, going through your stuff, that which is kind of why I wanted to bring you on this evening. Because I'm I'm into this whole philosophy of existence. I mean, that's I think that's something that great minds, in a sense, think of from time to time and such. You going through our everyday lives, because we probably you, you know, I'm not sure about yourself, but I know like myself. I've I've studied quite a bit of text and historical stuff like that, and then I, you just finally get to a point where you're kind of looking inner self for answers and such. I mean, it's I've I've seen a lot of different ways to journeys that all kind of end up to the same place, and it's it's interesting to talk to people that take these different journeys and you know that do end up in the same place. I just I love to hear their version of the journey. Because you never know what's different, what's the same, what's, you know, what you might be able to put together from someone else's journey and stuff like that to add to your own and things like that. So, but, you know, of course, you guys have been trying to do things a little bit different. So before we get too, too deep into everything, I want to make sure you guys do go out and uh, check out our sponsors so that we can keep on doing this and stuff, you know, because I thank you guys over there on Rumble and BitChute and Odyssey that are checking us out and everybody that's listening, checking checking us out we are officially on apple podcast i got the approval um email last night so that it, that puts us on like four more podcast streaming apps as well so everybody that's out there checking it out on those on those apps i appreciate you guys and appreciate you know the Love your showing to us by listening and giving us some attention. So if you could just check out our sponsors, PhD.com forward slash JimBob uh, forward slash for all your gold, silver, and consulting needs. He's a real cool guy. I've had him on the show once or twice already now. And you guys should ch- check him out and see what he's got to say. He's a, he's one of the few like guys out there that is into something like that that I truly believe is a good person on the side of humanity and not just some banker looking to make rich off some of the other people. Like he's, he's a real smart guy. And then you can also get out there and check out Peachy Key Creations for all your uh, handmade soaps and herbal teas and candles. And, you know, uh, right now her website's been having some difficulty. So she told me to send everybody to her Facebook or her Etsy. All you got to do is search Peachy Key Creations um, on there and you can find her. And if you just use the uh, code OvalShorts3 when you're talking to her, she'll give you 10% off your orders. And of course, lastly, if you'll check out, uh, my buddy over there at ammo can survival, you can find his, he does have a website at ammocansurvival.com, but it's best to contact him through his Instagram, which is Instagram with the forward slash ammo can survival. And he can uh, take care of like survival stuff, plate carriers, anything you need for kind of, you know, going on hikes and stuff and preparing for Lord knows what. Of course, you guys. If you don't mind, you can also go to our website and check out our merch store. We we've got tons of good stuff out there, from hats to mugs to shirts. Anything you can to you know show you show us some love and stuff like that. So, but my apologies for getting into all that. Let's uh let's jump on into the rest of this stuff. So I got to ask Sean, what what set off your philosophical journey?
2: Whew, uh... I met a guy. I used to work in bicycle shops. And back in 2008, um, there's a man named John that worked next door to me. And he put me up on some like conspiracy type sites uh, back in 2008. I can't even remember what they were called. And that just kind of sent me down this path of like uh, realizing that like maybe not was everything that. Maybe not everything was what I thought it was or something. And then just many series of uh, events in my life that led me to just kind of think about things for myself. Uh, But ultimately, in 2020, when the whole situation started that changed the whole world, uh, I had a dog for like 14 years. He died in 2019. That was a pretty powerful experience. Um, for many different reasons. And then in 2020, uh, I lost my living situation. I have a small business and all my clients shut down because of all the shutdowns and whatnot. So I was out of a home and out of a job. And I just decided to go for a bicycle ride from Oregon to New York. And I met Luis at the tail end of that when I got to New York and made it. Um, But, you know, no music, no uh nothing but time to think while you're out there kind of pushing yourself under the burning light of the sun sure uh you have a lot of time to think so my mind went to some pretty beautiful places and then uh you you cross across the great plains where i live now and people kept telling me oh you're gonna hate it it's just corn and that's where i found that my mind went to like the coolest places and just kind of started to uh expand out of my skull and um yeah so it's i just like to think about stuff and read fun books but concepts are one thing you can read books all day but i guess the experience of the bike tour taught me that only by creating your own direct experience of the concepts that you've read about and thought were interesting can you truly verify what you feel about them and change your own life in the process and potentially even change the lives of others. So it's like concepts plus direct experience equals knowing. And then uh, from that stems a great confidence in which to live your life.
0: No, that, I mean, that's, I think that's a beautiful way to actually put it. Like, you know, I mean, we're, there's so many people looking for answers all the time and they're always coming to me asking me about books and stuff. And, you know, I'm always, I'm recommending books and stuff like that. Like over there on my TikTok, things get a little wild. Cause I go out there and start just putting information out there. I've, I've, I've been an information giver for many, many years and it turns into people asking questions about stuff. And I, you know, I try to lure them to books or lure them to other, you know, other creators and stuff like that, that are out there spreading their message in their own way that I feel is a best way to explain things sometimes. And you're right. There's, there's not a whole lot of trying to get it through to somebody. If there's no way to actually follow through and practice like that's, that's something big out here. I got in a sense going on with like my farm. Luis, Luis knows about that. Cause I'm always dealing with it. And here after I get resituated cause we're, uh, we're, we're relocating. Um, I'm going to do some stuff with like hooking up live streams and stuff so that people can watch my farm just to add more things on to like what I got going on that he's kind of introduced me to that, might be beneficial for me and stuff you know i'm trying to live a little bit simpler of a life and if there's ways that i can make that living off of living that simpler life you know it might might be beneficial to myself like i've i've been on my conspiracy type journey since not long before i sat there and watched the twin towers get taken down like you know live on tv and in high school and i was just like you know prior to that i was already kind of feeling like there were some things that were fishy that i had been looking into anyway i was just that minded and you know that just set off me into a whirlwind of things and here we are 20-ish years later and i'm like crap like there is something to do with all this information it all ends up tying back into things that at one point in time you kind of venture from you know i mean when you're you're diving through these rabbit holes and stuff like this you know and some senses, like, they'll, they'll be like, well, this isn't true, but then you'll come back across it later on, and you'll be like, well, wait, this ties back into this, so maybe there is some truth or validity to it, or stuff like that, um, I guess more, more so in, like, religions and stuff, I've, I've never been a religious guy, so I've studied a bunch of them, just to find correlations in them, and such like that, and there's a lot of correlations in real everyday life that I think religious texts were trying to explain, but they were definitely misinterpreted by man. Um, you know, probably with purpose, I guess, but it's getting out there and finding this information, maybe trying to decipher these parables and such like that and putting it into action. I think dry, I think riding, you know, like a marathon like that on a bike, just that long of a bike ride. Yeah. There's, there's going to be a lot of thinking going on, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that kind of stuff I, I i also am I'm also pro i guess using a you know like ancient aids and stuff for that you know i I feel in an agnostic sense um a lot of those parables and stuff that you see in these religious texts were caused by people doing ayahuasca and eating mushrooms that come after the rain and things like that and and that's why they have these stories of beings and other things like that that they've spoke to and higher powers that they know and understand because this kind of stuff aids into that as well as, you know, seclusion and thinking. Uh, It's pretty common in modern society to not want to be left alone with your thoughts. Like that's, that's a real thing. Like it really is. And I think that's somebody that can be left alone with their thoughts is a dangerous person.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I guess what, what do you find when, You move past the thoughts. What do you find when the monkey brain that's constantly thinking, what if this, what if that, I am this, I am that, assigning labels and trying to pull meaning from external things to decipher the code of reality? Because it's kind of like we're in this choose-your-own-adventure puzzle game and, you know, ancient helpers conspiracy stuff all of those things are like meant to break you out of the matrix of conformity making life and what's beyond that you know what's beyond all the thinking that comes in beyond that and finding the answer to that question is a very very powerful thing because once you do it kind of relieves this pressure valve that there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of trap doors in this reality that we exist in, but recognizing, like you said earlier on in the show, that maybe it's not about going out, but about going in where the real answers are. There's something to that, at least in my experience. And, um, it sounds like you're already on that tip, like you're already understanding.
0: Oh yes, man. That's uh. There's actually been a few people I've had come on here, and you know, we 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 talk about just that. And people people look at you real crazy when they're like, you know, well, cite your source. And I'm just like, mm, you got to look within, man. And they're just like, what are you talking about? And I'm just like, you'll get there one day. I, I know you will. You know, you can't. I I try not to be mad at people for not being all the way there in their journey. Like there's, you know, there's no reason to show any aggression towards them. They're, they're on the right path. They're still learning. And eventually you're going to be able to sit here and have this conversation where, you know, me and me and you can kind of connect and understand on that level that we both, we both get exactly like what you're trying to say right there, as far as. You know, reaching reaching within to find things about yourself. I'm sure Luis might. I, I don't know. I'm still learning about Luis. Like he's he's. I, I love him to death. I think he's one of the most interesting characters I've come across since starting this. Like I keep I keep dragging him back and wasting all of his time sitting here talking to me.
2: Luis is a smart cookie. I know he knows. I
3: know he knows. I I, I would say with what you were saying, Sean, about choosing your your own adventure. I. I I agree so much on that because um, during uh, the meditation and such, I had a moment where I had the message, like none of this is like, you're making a drama over things that don't matter. Like we are constantly creating all these worries, all these scenarios, preparing for all this doom and gloom or potential chaos. Of course there is, sometimes real sure. anxiety associated with real threats, sure. but, and, and that's a real thing that a lot of people suffer through every single day that we can never take away from them. And, and that is a limiting element in, in creating the journey that we all seek. But you also took a, took a risk. It takes risk to make the change. We can't think that the Everything we're looking to create in our lives will automatically come into existence if we just keep moving forward. We can't just move forward. Sometimes we have to sideways, up, down, side, like inside of ourselves in every direction. You can't even fathom into directions we don't even know exist because that's the only way we're actually going to find the path because the path is not linear, but we're all taught the path is linear. We're all taught that you go to school, then you go to college, and then you go find a job or maybe you're going to make yourself a job or who knows, or maybe you're just going to get married, have kids and then you die. And and that's what you're told to do. <laughs> <I>
2: think, <laughs> that's what,
0: well, like, okay. in that aspect, like I think in we'll go to, we'll go to, I guess the best reference I can go to is like, we'll, we'll say like uh, Egyptian Pharaohs. Okay. Egyptian Pharaohs had a great understanding of a lot of this internal philosophical type reincarnation what the soul is type deal and how it comes you know the soul is what powers this meat bag that's out here walking around and living this experience on this vibrational level and you know that that soul being is going to come back and have these different experiences and you know different lives to learn different lessons and stuff like that. And that's why, you know, people are very mis miseducated when they're when you know they're talked about how there were all these slaves and stuff in like, you know, the Egyptian period. And yes, in a sense there was, don't get me wrong. But Like they didn't they didn't treat them in the sense of what we would define, I guess, as a slave. They were they were giving housing, they were giving food, you know, and stuff like that in lieu of their work. And they were they were treated with respect and some some forms of dignity, you know. There was rules and such in place. Don't get me wrong. And if you broke the rules, it would go probably out of line. But I'm saying there was still like these the the certain way that the pharaohs would even carry themselves with. Slaves, because they knew that when they died, they could come back at the bottom of that pit themselves. They, you know, and be they were they were the buried. And stuff.
3: They were buried by the pyramids. Yes. They were they were revered. The people that worked in the pyramids they weren't necessarily. We they said slaves, but we have learned now that they were actually well compensated and yeah. well treated, yeah. and it was all a lie. And they, it, it wasn't even Jewish people. I don't know we even know where the heck that yeah, came yeah to, that was some weird stuff. But.
0: They, I mean, yeah, I'll 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 personally agree there. I'm you know, I'm just trying you know, as far as like what the agreed upon idea ideas of you know, like mainstream history will try to tell you and shit. Like, and I, I agree. There's there's a lot more to that. There's a lot more to a lot of things, just in general. I believe that a lot of our stories are just that. Like there's there's definitely some like physical evidence to prove that there's been some sort of tampering with not only timelines and stuff like that as far as like what actual history is but like misconstruing and rearranging of things to make things not flow in a certain way because if you don't learn history properly it's doomed to repeat itself
3: i mean what if what if the the funniest joke cosmic joke is um that the Earth is the life is like six thousand something years old, and we're all living actually in a simulation. That's when the Earth is six thousand years old,
0: <laughs> right? I mean, it...
3: and the simulation started actually. That's when the simulation started. Oh, <laughs> that's you the see, joke. You see, you
0: see actually <laughs> the creationists
3: right. are actually right. <laughs> we
0: were we were talking to, uh, we were actually talking about that in the group chat here recently <laughs> about how uh, the simulation theory stuffs popped back up big in the news here recently, and there's a scientist that's like there's more and more evidence leaning towards every day to that being the case. Like this is, this is like a matrix type simulation, whether we want to believe it or not, there's more truth to that than we, than we really, I guess, could fathom. And, you know, part of me, I guess, understands and gets that, you know, being, being somebody who thinks on a, I guess, internal level and, you know, learns a lot of things through meditation and such like that, you know, you like, we can't deny I, I, at least, I, I can't like I I can't find a reason to deny that we are some kind of being. Like our actual consciousness is something that's not this body. You know what I'm saying? Like this is, this is just what we're here in. But we're like never-ending energy, constantly vibrating through space and time. Like,
2: well, you you know 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 that there's a. uh, Are you familiar with the? The Monroe Institute and the Gateway Experience. Do you know what that is? Sure. So in that Gateway Experience document that the CIA has released back in like 2003 on their website, this document was written in 1983, and it straight up says that solid matter, your body, everything everything is not real. It's not, it's not, it doesn't exist because the only thing that exists is energy oscillating in vibrational patterns. And so all the way down to the atomic level, all it is is energy and energy can nor be created or destroyed. And so all it is is just energy transmuting and transferring and, uh, and changing um, and evolving. So I do find that kind of fascinating. But like, you know, on what you just said about like a greater being, think about your own body, right? We're talking about the atomic level. How many atoms does it take to make a cell? and how many cells? There's trillions of cells that go in to making up your body. And every single one of those cells is an individualized unit that is alive and doing a job. and they come together cohesively to make the being that is you. And if we look at the trees in wintertime, I mean, you're farther south in Georgia. You probably have more evergreen trees than we do here in South Dakota but it was my first ever winter in South Dakota this year. And all I could do is walk around and look at all the barren trees. And I'm just like, they're all fractals. It's trippy because you got one trunk that splits out into a branch and then more branches. And then during the summertime, like right now you can see all the leaves. And really the leaf is the tree. Every leaf is the tree. Every branch is the tree. The trunk is the tree and they all come together to form a being that is greater than the individualized unit. If it's within our body and we subscribe to this idea that that which is above is that which is below, that which is below is that which is above, that's our guide right there in this funky puzzle world that we live in to say like, hey, if that which is above is that which is below that means we can look inside of us to say, okay, there's trillions of cells that make me. There's billions of people on this planet.
3: That's us. Yeah, look, look that's what's that. inside. That's a better visualization of life. That's, that's just what's inside of us happening. And this is how we've learned. I mean, there's videos of this and it's you have to watch it if you've never seen it. The new uh-huh. technology of, yeah, it's, it's mind-blowing when we see like, uh, that that's your arm that's inside your arm happening right now the universe of of things that are happening inside of us and i i sometimes i uh, think carl sagan wrote a really great story that was about like the the evolution of of consciousness as it grew and grew and from our Kardashef zero to Kardashev four and in, in some ways we kind of are a part of the universe and we're children of the earth and we are the, a port, part of the consciousness of the earth as we are slowly becoming smarter and and, and learning about ourselves and, and learning about our mistakes because we're children and we're at the teenage stage probably of the human race. We're still teenagers, even though we've been around 300,000 years to so earth. We're still like annoying teenagers, but we're starting to grow up. Hopefully, if we don't get killed by an asteroid or something in between, uh, <laughs> Uh we're we're still growing up and and I think we're we're gonna heal the earth, we're gonna we're gonna create a form of balance, the future is gonna be brighter than whatever darkness we are all seeing. This is like a strange time, but I do truly believe in the in the greater scope of where we're all going. And where I'm going with this is we are an expression of the the potentialities of the earth and slowly we'll evolve we'll move forward and we are kind of the universe trying to understand itself potentially and it it, doesn't that make sense that we're 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 it's it's matter becoming more
2: than matter yeah well if you think about it too we each have free will and kind of the catch with free will is that It means you get to think whatever you want to think about your own existence. You want to believe whatever you want that is your right. You have the free will to do so. And so whatever cosmic godhead we come together to create together, I think probably the rule of the game is like, okay, well, higher mind, I can't tell you exactly what it is. You got to figure it out for yourself. And so if we're all running around in uh, the world together, and it's starting to get weirder and weirder and weirder, think about the general conversations you're just having with random people now, and like this conversation, that weren't happening in 2015. Yes. In 2015, we're all in a completely different mindset. There's a lot more apathy. There's a lot more people that are just like, oh, yeah watch the cable news and they tell me what's what and blah, 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 blah. But now people have had their reality shifted and contorted to the point where they're like, what the is going on right now? And that's where that utopia that you're talking about, Luis begins. Like it has to start with some sort of awakening. And I do believe that like, all of the wildness that we're experiencing in the world serves the purpose of making you so uncomfortable turning up the heat in your house so much that you wake just up, gotta wake sit up outside,
3: <laughs> you gotta wake up. You gotta wake up.
0: Oh, I mean, that's I, the most I, beautiful
3: I, thing happening right now.
0: I can't, I, I, you know, I can't disagree with that. Like as, as, as someone who can go back to, early days of facebook and if i still had access to you know some of the sites but you know you're, you're talking to someone that has been device banned multiple times and is all like their 20 something profile because i just have a issue that i must continue to work out that it eventually led to my website and the show and stuff but like but like you know i've been on this venture of trying to you know, show things to people for a really, really long time. And, you know, there's a lot of things and a lot of time people are, you know, they, they question it. And I used to try to give you like sources and stuff to try to let you go find your own information. And if you check out my flow page, I actually tend to keep things like those gateway project. I have that on a shared Google drive file for everybody with the missing page even, you know, so that people can, can check that kind of stuff out because I'm, I'm, I believe in sharing that information, but I'm the kind of guy that I only want to show you. I only want to show you pieces of the information because if you don't go venturing for it yourself, you're never going to experience it and learn it and get it in your, you know, your perspective. I, I a lot of feedback I get back about my TikTok, which is part of the reason that started this show and stuff, was that I'm I'm big about producing you just enough information that I guarantee when you're done watching my little one minute video you're going to go look up what I was just talking about and, you know, start trying to research it from your perspective, you know, and see what you can find out about it because not one person in this group, not one person anywhere, Google search is the same. You know, I I don't think people realize this, but depending on, you know, what side of the fence that you currently, you know, like read on and stuff like that. If you're a regular Google user, you know, you you tend to get things that are more marketed towards your train of thought. You know, and if you don't get uncomfortable and go start looking at other things, then you're you, don't like, use you're never going to learn <laughs> anything. Like I, I used to, and I still see it myself too. You know, and other people too. I used to, you know, poke things at things that I didn't understand, especially when I was a lot younger. And you know, don't get me wrong, I still poke fun at a lot of things. i I'm all about poking fun at things. Cause I think laughter is a key to many, many things, but like, you know, you hear I, I, the best example I can give out there is like, we had moral Bob on here the other night. We've had quite a few other people on here that, that they are what, I guess you could consider flat earthers in a sense, like they are, but they aren't. And like, when people hear some of the words they say and some of the things that they say, it like it triggers people and, you know, and and causes immediate cognitive dissonance. And they're just like, you know, that's, that's crazy. And I'm just like, well, it is crazy. And no, I don't agree with them. And no, I'm not, I'm not a, not a flat earther, but there is quite a few things that they're onto and quite a few things that they can prove that are quite interesting that people should look into. And one of the biggest things that I like to point out is that, you know they're at least smart enough to realize that all government agencies are corrupt you know not people are just always like oh it's it's just a few a handful of corruption no 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 dude like there's so much corruption through and through and it's it's on purpose it's there to to mislead you that's why the cia did studies like the gateway project and stuff like that like they've they've taken mk ultra and things like that and put it on a grand scale to give you the illusion of existence a lot of people just live a life that mind boggles me you know they they'll go all the way through school they'll go spend eight years in college they'll go spend all this time in a job and you know just follow the system the way that they need to follow the system and sure maybe their their life was all right but what, what what's their next generation going to look like or the generation you know in their family and stuff like that you know like what how does that progress? Because, you know, comfort creates weak and, you know, weak creates bad times and etc. cetera. And that endless cycle and stuff like that, you know, there's gotta be a way to break that cycle. Like, I, I, I mean, I get that it throughout existence there cycles exist and stuff, but there's gotta be a way to break this continuous slave cycle that this planet seems to always wind up going through. Like you know, all throughout well, history, you see, if- Different rises of power that just basically turn the masses into slaves of that current empire. You know what I mean? They're just like every the world
3: defaults to totalitarianism every time, which is but and but the thing is, I think the the biggest change is the technological revolution that has yes. come from the transistor. Yeah. So the moment we discover how to harness the power of the electron and move it back and forth really fast. Uh, the largest shift uh, started to happen and, and you can see that we have gone from starting to move electrons in one way to another to be able to harness the power of the atom to a scale that e- we really are still on like we are still when we went to school, uh, I think we were you were generally taught there were eight. Fundamental particles. When I'm talking fundamental, I'm talking about the up quark, the down quark, the cy- like the different quarks. Mm. When it comes, say, like, beyond the atom, now there's 54, 54 new odds. There's something called Nuance. There's something called tetra. Something I can't even remember. But there's so many more, and there's so much more we're learning. Um, and I remember with the gateway uh, pro- the, the, that project, they mentioned something really interesting, which was about the power of collectively unifying thought into one idea and uh i was i was actually going through a book that that brandon suggested to me about the the, the power of the mind and suggest uh which was called? the power of awareness um, yeah oh
0: yeah I've, i i really believe in the power of awareness you know we <laughs> We get, to, ta- we get to talking it. about, some, you know, wild stuff on here that I'm, I'm all for. But I I hate getting into the doom and gloom. You know, Bandit tries to avoid it and he gets into it a little bit sometimes. But, you know, we, we
3: but, but the I, beautiful I, thing here was the, the the power of of multiple minds coming together with the I, collective I when one idea. But the thing about it is you have to believe it to be true. Yeah. You have to absolutely Totally in, like believe it, not, not wake up and lie to yourself and say it one time to yourself. That doesn't work. If you don't act it, you don't breathe it, you don't believe it, you don't see it every single day. The vision that you have in your mind will never come to reality. You have to keep working and working on it. And one thing that they mentioned was it takes about 8,000 people to do a globally shifting power Dynamic of change, like something drastically can be changed, but it takes thousands of people to simultaneously do something. And I wonder how many times have people just like things like live streams have tried to take thousands of people to do one beautiful, good thing. I wonder how effective it would be if somebody actually tried to do things like that, which if you think about it, that's a very rare thing to get thousands of people who actually is like, oh, you're watching me, but stop. Stop like simpking. It's like, oh, you're just blindly watching me if you want to take an initiative. And I think we're getting to that point where people are going to start to do things like that. We're getting the, the thousands of people that are connected live to you. If you imagine if, let's say, 15,000 people started to meditate together into one idea, what could happen? like those are like the really beautiful things that we can really try to create now thanks to the power of the, all these technologies that we have but the only way it's powerful is if we come together that's the tricky part we have to come together and uh, it's it's slowly coming and it's going to really get interesting if we don't get shut down
2: <laughs> well the power of awareness is a really fantastic book. I mean, I think it's a major key in figuring out how to take your own life and become a master of it. And the more people that, the more nodes on the network, the more individual cells in the greater body, whatever example you like, begin to do that, then the natural byproduct is the shift that you're talking about. And I think that, yeah, that is one way to host million person meditations. They try to organize events like that online all the time. I don't know how many people come together. Um, Sometimes I wonder if all the monks that are constantly meditating in monasteries in in the Himalayan mountains are like the people holding the glue of this reality together so that the uh, magic makers that are using hypnosis to guide the minds of the people in the middle of the bell curve to create what they want. If that's, I don't know, who knows? Maybe that the smaller number of monks is able to off shift.
3: Uh, do, you, do you remember in 9 11 about the bell curve and the random number generator event that happened in nine eleven? No. Do you know about that? Okay. So, well, first of all, random number generators are not real. I mean, correct not there is no such thing correct. we can actually cannot build a random number generator which is fascinating to even think about we mm-hmm. really can't um even the lottery is an is a is an algorithm and actually some people have cracked it um like different lotteries have different algorithms but it's an algorithm um when 911 happened number generators on, around the world had fluctuations and some people noticed it and it was the like you mentioned the bell curve the bell curve it, it like reacted on on that day so it was interesting i can't i can't remember what this was like how they got that data but i don't know jim if you if you knew about I, that well, more but well,
0: I, I mean i know I, I also seen this other study kind of dealing along the lines of the same thing that if you had two watches that started simultaneously when a child was born and gave one to the child and one to the mother in 30 years, those watches would be different. It, even if they were synced perfectly to begin with, like this is, this is something to do with that bell curve stuff. Actually, I was just, I was just watching a video last night about this stuff.
3: Well, that's, uh, there's diff, there's actually that that's actually potentially correlated to gravitational, uh, that could be more correlated to gravitational uh, expression of in time. For example, a plane uh, flying above us has a different time than you on the ground. Correct. So, the people in the space station experience time different to people to, to people on Earth. Correct. If you were to travel outside of the Earth and outside of the influence of the gravity of the Earth, for reasons that make no sense, time goes at a different speed, and that's uh, that's when brain breaking stuff starts to happen. And when even Einstein was like, this is stuff that I really don't want to start. I think he even mentions like, it's annoying. Like it's things that like, it starts to break your brain when you think about.
2: Well, sorry to cut you off, but talking about time, here's, here's the thing, how I'm thinking of power of awareness and time, right? The only time we ever actually have is right now. It's always right now. And that is kind of the, our 3D version of the eternal now. The beginning of this podcast was right now when we started. And right now, almost an hour later, it's right now. So it's always just right now. But using our consciousness transportation device that's built right into our head, we have memories of the past and we have aspirations for the future And I think the power of this book is that it teaches you that what you are feeling right now is how you magnetize to what you are going to continue to create for yourself in terms of feelings. And so right now, if you're transporting your head, your your consciousness back to some event in the past that you did not like, then you're feeling it now, you're actually recreating that event over and over and over through the feeling. And so because we like to prove ourselves right, because that's just how it works in terms of creation, what you're feeling now is what the universe is like, okay, let's get you more of that. And so the people who elevate themselves in life know how to throw their grappling hook to the feeling that they want to feel in the future, rather than getting stuck on something that happened in the past and being doomed to repeat it over and over and over. And I think that's the power of this book, because this book teaches you basically like specific mechanisms to employ to create the feelings that you actually want to feel. And so I do think a lot of people get really hung up and the expression that you're living in the past, like you're not living in the past, you're feeling the past over and over and recreating it consciously now, because it's only ever right now. Correct. If that makes sense.
0: No, no, it, yeah. you know it, it makes, it makes beautiful sense actually. And, you know, L- Luis, we had, me and you were having a conversation the other day and, we had brought up some stuff about witches and magic and stuff like that and believe it or not all of this correlates right back into that same manifestation that a lot of the the magic people i have found myself around throughout life and stuff even talk about you know and this gets off track a little bit you know and and it's it's kind of a wild curveball i'm just going to throw in here but believe it or not this power of awareness, this book you're talking about, it has a lot of the same kind of stuff in a lot of these magical type texts that I, that I'm pretty familiar with actually. And my wife's pretty familiar with, and a lot of people that I've carried myself with that are pretty familiar with. And it's, and it, all of this at the end of the day is using that power of now to manifest the reality that you want. And the more that you bring that higher vibration of that reality of that positive and stuff like that. The more that you can manifest that out there, you know, I've, I made mention earlier about when I started trying to wake people up on stuff that a lot, it it was a constant, it it was a constant running joke. That's why I'm a constant running joke. The pirate hat, the wild flag, the thigh high crazy socks and cowboy boots and shorts that I wear on a day to day basis. Like, are a result and you know being called captain conspiracy even or a result of all these times of years of people making fun of me but me thinking that i mean i'm just like well i don't think it's i don't think you need to make fun of me i think that's hilarious i'm gonna run with it and you know people that have made fun of me for years for being the conspiracy guy and watching a lot of this stuff finally coming to not only coming to fruition but Seeing a more mass populace, you know, you may mention things that are conversated of now weren't really conversated that of in 2015. Yes, and now there's a bigger chunk of the population that are awake, not woke, awake to the realities and the connection to this higher self that we have. And they're they're manifesting us into a into a better reality all the way around. Not just those monks hold, holding on to it out there, but I can I know of many shamans and witches and warlocks as they carry themselves all over this planet that take part in trying to you know work on that manifestation. And anytime you guys are doing that meditation and, and even that deep thinking, because everybody meditates different. You know, there's different ways. I'll never tell you there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. But, you know, when you're meditating and you're bringing that higher vibration to yourself and whatever sense it is, you know, you're, you're sending that out in ripples across this energy laden vortex that we're stuck in. And, you know, my ripples of positive energy added to your ripples of positive energy, added to Luis's ripples of positive energy, and it just keeps positive vibrating out. And that's why when I hear people doom and gloom and worry about like the world economic forum and how they're going to take over the world. And we're all going to eat crickets and live in pods. I'm just like, (laughs) I'm just like, you know what? Sure. There might be people that get stuck in that reality right there because they're afraid to let go of whatever creature comforts or something that they can't, can't let go of to be a part of that reality. If you you
3: never become uncomfortable, you're going to be permanently uncomfortable.
0: Yes. And, and, and then then, you know, there's going to be the people like us that are out there on the on the outside of that world that have manifested just that utopia, I guess, that you guys are, you know, we all kind of hope and wish for. Just that that higher vibration, like simpler life so that we can actually live and enjoy our existence on this planet instead of just being robots that go to work and come home and veg our brains out on a television screen and... Lord knows what from there. You know, like I mean,
3: I rea- I think a reality is that not everyone will ever achieve everything that Correct. they seek. And that's a reality that you can't sugarcoat, right? Correct. You can't sugarcoat that some people will never really get there, but it it's possible to get somewhere and 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 finding a path, finding a drive to do it is usually that's it. That's the journey in itself. You at least achieve the the path. There was this old man I just learned about in China that just took all his money and he decided to fund other kids schooling. And he did this from 70 until 90, 73 until 90 years old. He gave away all his money. He just worked his ass off just to give education to children. And he felt like it was never enough. But that was the journey that was that's what he did. He, he put tons of kids into the school and gave them different opportunities and changed their lives in, in his 70s. And people are like, oh, but I'm 50 something. I can't do anything. There's people in their 80s changing their whole existence.
0: Yes in their 80s and, yes, and I even sure.
3: tell my moms like like it doesn't matter what age you are there's a hundred billion possibilities for yourselves and, you and we we'll also have our loved ones that you know you have their they have their hangups and we always want to push them forward and but you can, it's about but you can always breaking.
0: make that you can always make that change right now
2: today yeah right and now. the beautiful thing about that type of goodwill is you know earlier in the call we talked about individualized cells forming a greater being. If we all come together to make one being that is the universe, why is it called the universe? Because it's all you. And so giving away all your money to help kids go to school to benefit themselves, you're just helping yourself at the end of the day. And I think really what it comes down to is unconditional love. That's what we aspire to give is this unconditional love where it's not like, I think Ram Das said something like, it's not love because it's just pure love. And there are mechanisms, there are stories. I mean, we make sense of the world through stories, right? And so there are plenty of stories and plenty of people who are confused and hurt who are saying, no, it is not. And those with the unconditional love, I think, are the ones, like you're talking about the magic makers and whatnot, who are holding it down and saying, you, I think when you say, oh, it is not, you're coming from a place of scarcity, from fear, from like, oh, if I don't, if I don't have this thing, then I have nothing. But realizing that, like you said earlier, everything is everything it's all you. And, um, I don't know. I, I'm Having a hard time trying to articulate like what's in my heart on this one, but hopefully what I'm trying to say is kind of coming across a little bit there. Are,
0: are, are you familiar with, with Graham Hancock?
2: yeah yeah i don't i i haven't read too much of his work but i am familiar with the hey, guy erica
3: before is great well if you let, me, try me, one.
0: let me let me let me uh, just give you guys a little clip here that was with uh joe rogan here recently where he was on there talking to him cool um sure and is that the he, immortality
2: key guy
3: uh uh he he's a uh, he's been reshaping he's like an alternative historian yeah
1: he, well, I go into a lot the issue in the of Americas. ayahuasca uh, in, in this book because, um, I, first of all, ayahuasca is itself another example of Amazonian science. Um, as you and I and many of the, the, the listeners and viewers know, uh, the active ingredient of ayahuasca is DMT, uh, dimethyltryptamine. But dimethyltryptamine is not normally accessible through the gut. Uh, we have to smoke it or, or vape it to get that rocket ship to the other side of reality and the journey lasts what 10 12 minutes not much more than that sometimes sometimes quite a lot less what ayahuasca does is it makes the mt available through the gut the reason it's not available through the gut is because of an enzyme in the gut called monoamine oxidase that switches off DMT on contact the ayahuasca vine which is one of the two ingredients of the ayahuasca brew the other ingredient is leaves that contain DMT the ayahuasca vine contains a monoamine oxidase inhibitor which switches off the enzyme in the gut and allows the DMT to be accessed orally which produces a rather different journey from the smoked or vaped DMT trip it's a much longer journey journey it's four or five hours it allows you to integrate and to and to interrelate with the strange landscapes in which you find yourself amongst and the entities that you encounter i'm not making any claims about the reality status of those entities but what i am saying and it's a fact is that people who work with dmt and ayahuasca do encounter what they construe to be entities uh, who who communicate with them intelligently so somebody in the amazon out of 150,000 different species of plants and trees selected two that are not psychoactive on their own own but when put together create an extraordinary uh, vi- visionary brew uh and ayahuasca means the vine of the dead and what it's connected to uh in south american religious and spiritual thinking uh is what happens to us when we die I-
0: now he th- that sh- that ep- that i actually listened to this whole episode with him and he goes on to talking about some stuff he goes on to talking about an agnostic book that was a guy that was deciphering like the Dead Sea Scrolls and stuff and this one dude spent like like almost 14 years working on it and looked at it from like an agnostic viewpoint and he came back to saying that you know the these ayahuasca's and these mushrooms and stuff were 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 the explanations that the that these people were finding or whatever or these answers they were getting from these kind of beings and you know in this other realm and that a lot of these religious texts and these ancient texts and stuff they're they're telling us about this spiritual connection and this kind of science and stuff like that because it's believe it or not it walks hand in hand and and they had such a great you know grasp on it and when kingdoms like like the roman empire or you know the spanish conquistadors and stuff were coming in they were hiding this stuff in whether it be pictures or parable stories you know so that oh the, yeah it's the, all
3: over ancient a lot of ancient yeah, texts. yeah
0: so that so that so that these these other conquering places couldn't actually decipher what these stories were about you know like they, they didn't they,
3: know that they also knew about it
0: <laughs> yeah right you know and, and it's 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 just
3: it, it was the clergy class keeping the secrets of how they achieved the enlightenment that they, that they, yeah. that they spoke about. And like it, and it, and it they wanted to back. keep their, 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 knowledge base a secret. They wanted to keep how, how do people in, in a building in the top of the mountain isolated from everybody create these incredible luminary text Because they're t- taking things that you are not taking.
2: They're also breathing. They're also breathing a lot.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, the breath
2: things. is a pretty psychedelic thing, and life, when lived, really lived, is pretty psychedelic in itself.
0: Oh, no. I, I, you know, I've tried to explain to people that you can, you can eventually, you can reach the point of not needing those aids that are placed here on Earth to help you get to that, you can yes. reach that without the assistance of those aids once you have harnessed your inner self and understand it on levels that I can't explain. Like there, and I, and Sean, I feel like you can you understand, and Luis, I feel like you understand what I'm saying. There, you can you can reach this level of this kind of thinking and this kind of understanding. I
3: I have completely sober in some states, and it's really daunt like it's really freaking like it kind of freaks you out like, when you get is. there. And it's it. You're you're. Sometimes I'm not even looking for it. Sometimes I'm like, okay, that went somewhere I never expected it (laughs) would.
0: I I mean, I had two young ladies on here about a month or two ago that are that are self-proclaimed. Well, I mean, not even self-proclaimed. There's a lot of people that back them up or whatever, but they're like spirit guides, and they listen. Those two can turn it on and off more so than anybody i have ever like truly met like they have it truly mastered and just talking to them it's just so interesting and amazing because you know they're so comfortable with it you know like i'm I'm comfortable talking with you guys with it about it and stuff there's a lot of people i you you can just feel comfortable talking about it because you you know they they understand where you're going with it and a lot of times and people that are listening and watching this episode they're going to be like what in the fuck and i'm just like i promise you you're not here yet, and if you're not understanding it, it's because you're not here yet. But when you get there, come back and watch this episode again because maybe you'll get a better grasp of some of the weird shit that I'm saying.
3: There, there was a, a really interesting video I saw. It was just showing basketball, like the, the performance and the and the way people played in the 30s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and now. And they were just showing a, a, a like a little kid in middle school like being incredible. And I think that that's happening as well with how we connect to the, the other part of us. We progressively actually been stacking the understanding of all this information because of the evolution of, inf- of this new informational systems that wasn't happening before because people just died and the information didn't get shared. So we could have figured everything out 7,000 years ago. We probably figured it out. And then a few people died and it got lost. And the text is right now at the corner of a mountain about to fall into a river and maybe found at 150 years from now. And it has the the, the meaning of everything. Like it, we already probably figured it out or like, uh, what is the show? Um, I, I don't know if you, the, the, the good place where they make the joke that that random fellow actually figured it all out. <laughs> Like, figure it out heaven and hell and figure it out everything
0: okay actually um th- talking about that guy that hancock was that ends up hancock and rogan end up going on about in the book that i can recommend that kind of goes along with this um it was written by john m allegro it's called the sacred mushroom and the cross of course you guys know oh that. yeah i've heard of this book so, of course i'll share links to where you, you, know, you can get to it and stuff but it's 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 an and it was it was 14 years he spent working on the Dead Sea Scrolls, not nine. My apologies. He spent 14 years. And this book was what he wrote off of, you know, what he learned from that and things that he learned on this internal spiritual journey. Um, recently, I had another fellow on here that that talks a lot like this, Sean. And I, I, I'm, I'm mostly am say about linking you two up because I think you would have you guys would have some good conversation. He goes by the name T. Arzin. T R Z N like no vowels or whatever in his name. And he's like he's Tarzan. kind of an odd fellow, don't get me wrong. But like he's he's, he's odd well, is cool. <laughs> it is, it is, and he's but there's a lot of fun like in his odd and and he talks like he tries, he's out here trying to explain to people like stop asking other people for you know, like their you know, you, you can conversate and get their perspective and stuff, but you need to internally look within and visualize this and have your perspective and then you can tell your perspective to others write your perspective down kind of like you know the things you've got going on on your human your human beings I like the way you did that you know blog and podcast stuff you got over there you know you're just you're just talking about these questions of existence you know and that's that those are things I find absolutely fascinating that I even do myself you know it's just it's don't know you get to a point eventually where you're tired of the doom and gloom and you're tired of the experience the the like the experiments that are being put on you and like the experience of just all the crazy nonsense and you just have to take in that deep breath and focus on the right now and and what you can do to make that right now a lot more beautiful than the than the yesterday of before you know yeah it's 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 all about progressing forward. If you that old saying that if you're not learning something every day, you're not living. Absolutely. Like you, you have to be open to learning something new all the time because you never know what is going to land in your lap the next day. And the way the world's been here recently, you know, you make the joke earlier, Luis, about the comet or something like, I just seen a video today of a dude that had a missile fall into his kitchen and not explode. And so he was like brushing his teeth around. The oh, no, stuff, I, in I, I, kitchen, I, I'm just
3: like that. Actually, I want to mention on that I, I was speaking to somebody. He he lives in Serbia and he was telling me of his experience in the 90s uh, when the, Serb, the you know, the U.S. got involved in the Serbia, like the, the whole Kosovo, this whole conflict in Europe, which was a mess and I will tell you that I had a deep event in my mind. Like I was speaking to him and he was telling me of what was happening to him. I, I felt I was there. I felt it with him. When, when he was describing it to me, it, uh, something changed and suddenly I was there. I was a child and he was describing just being bombarded. This is the Americans uh, being like being in the building and just being bombed. And the, how scared he was and how, sc- like, it's just, it, it, it's an, ex- it's interesting. And, I, and sometimes you might have that experience with another person where suddenly you get transported into whatever narrative that they're speaking to you yes. in a way that when they say, oh, you're never going to understand what I'm feeling. I'm like, uh. sometimes I'll literally get transported to feel what you felt. But they, people might not believe it to be even possible <laughs> that you can, you know, transcend into a moment of absolute empathy. And, and of course, I, I don't live the experience, but it's, it really felt like I was suddenly transported to Serbia, to that, that house, being bombed. And the stress, and, and this is just outside at night, we're just talking... I met him once now he lives in Hawaii uh, trying to live his life and changed his course. But yeah, that was a very powerful and interesting moment of light
2: and wow. Yeah. Well, both of you guys have said at different times of this show now, it, you've talked about belief, right? And how important belief is. And I'm right there with you. And I, it made me think about that movie Hook with Robin Williams where what's that part, right? Like, in order to fly, you got to believe. You got to believe you can do it. You were talking about it with the power of awareness. Jim, you were talking about it a minute ago with some other stuff. And, like, I think anything is possible if you believe that it's possible. And so the level of empathy that you're talking about, I mean, that's what I strive to do as a writer, to communicate in a way that brings you into the same feeling that I'm feeling so we can empathize together and be like, oh yeah, I guess maybe we're not that different after all. Maybe we're all just leaves on the same tree. Um, And I think that some people are very capable of doing that, especially if you're next to them talking and you're feeling their energy because they're feeling what it was like to be a kid. Their feeling is being uh, shared with you through the energy that they're sharing with you that's pumping out of their heart and all around their body and that energy is infectious. And so you're kind of there, it's talking to your energy before you're ever speak to each other with mouths and you're sharing energy at that point where all of a sudden you are feeling what it felt like. And because we all are kind of like leaves on the same tree. I mean, in a sense, you were there at that time, you were experiencing that thing maybe not the individual Luis but like the essence of what powers the heart of Luis has experienced everything, every way to live, every way to die, burning alive and freezing to death at the same time, like that's the unity that we're talking about here. Yeah
0: it, no, it 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 really is you know like and that was that was something I set out to do when I began, you know, this podcast and stuff like that was that I've been trying to show people that we have a lot more in common than we don't, regardless of the political, religious, cultural ilks, or whatever that you come from in life, you know, like, like, Luis knows that my crew on the show and stuff, we're, we're scattered all over this country and, and, you know, we're, we're, I've been talking to people all over the world. And at the end of the day, we're kind of all just after, you know, even though a lot of people just don't come out and say it, we're kind of all after the same thing, you know, which is in a sense, a lot of people call it utopia, but I mean, you know, safety, whatever makes you feel safe some, somewhere to rest your head and full stomach and such like that, you know, and there's there are different ways of getting to that and getting to this, but you're know, like at the end of the day, we all want to find purpose we all want to find meaning and stuff like that. And I think that you're never going to find that if you're continuing on the adventure of searching for that purpose and that meaning on the outside of this, you know, what you're seeing beyond your eyes, you know, you're, you've really got to look inside. Like you, there's, there, there are so many answers laden within you to begin with, you know, deep, dna holds memories that you can access that might not even be yours because you know dna is handed down throughout but genetics generations and stuff and then and then you know with you being a soul being inside of this you know meat meat puppet that's out here walking around that soul being is also going to have connections and memories and things that they know and see and stuff like that that's where you know, that's where like a lot of my talk up uh, folks that are out there listening and watching. They know that when I get to talking about like esoteric symbolism that's hidden all throughout, like my flag and all throughout symbolism throughout the world and stuff. That symbolism is for that soul to recognize, and it, you know, there's different things out there on different levels that you can access and understand and recognize, and you've got to work on yourself and clearing yourself and. As crazy as it sounds, you've got to get away from things like the programming from the television and the terrible food that we're, you know, that we're, that are put into our system and stuff like that. And, you know, there's, there is better answers out there that you can find, even though people say it's crazy or expensive and, or, you know, it's, oh, it's inaccessible or blah, blah, blah. No, no, it's not. It's just what you're willing to put the, the effort you're willing to put in to, Make your temple, which is the body that you're walking around in, you know, something that your soul can continue to live in and progress through throughout this version of your existence, you know, and onward to the next one. Yeah, that people's fear of death is something I've always found interesting because, like, I don't, I I guess the reason I don't fear it so much is I, I, I know, and it's not a theory to me or a guess or whatever. I know. I'll be back again. I mean, how many times have
2: you died already in this lifetime? (laughs) I've died a lot of times. The, the guy that I was in the year 2000 is dead. The guy that I was in 2019 before the pandemic started is dead. And I rode away from him and left him in the dust of my wheels. And, I killed him. I killed my old self over this and sh- over and over. This Sean's and great. So, I, 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 I mean, I,
3: I'll t- I'll tell you, like, um, today is is my I I feel so great today speaking to you and and just this conversation and I'm 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 so blessed that uh we got to even meet that day through that.
1: Extremely
3: <laughs> completely random uh, collective of circumstances, and I mean, I still wanted to ask you today uh, if you wanted to share some of those incredible, insightful moments in in that journey you were taking. Because at the end of it, when I when I met you, I, I I was just like, how did I meet these incredible people out of nowhere? I it was just so wonderful cuz in your life you you go through life and, and sometimes you find incredible incredible energy and that was that ta- that was one of those times and i'm i'm happy and blessed that that time came and i and i hope to interact in the future but i wanted to listen to like a, a particular time in, in your journey when you were heading to new york if you had one that really shifted yourself into this new self that is in front of us today.
2: Well, first off, thank you. I love and appreciate you, bro. That's a very kind thing to say. I'm just a guy. I'm just another guy. And you got to meet my sister, which she's way cooler than me anyway. <laughs> so you're lucky that you got to meet her because um, she's, she's, awesome.
3: she's also a wonderful person. But yes. we
2: both, which is funny, we have the same initials SCC and I'm the oldest and she's the youngest. So we just have always been super duper connected. Um, But, you know, to answer your question, there was a lot of different times. It's hard to describe. I mean, I wrote a 700 page book about the journey, which are journal entries. And that's just way too long to publish. And it's, it needs a lot of work. So I actually just figure it out how I'm gonna rework it and turn it into a slightly different thing where each chapter will have a philosophical concept, kind of like what I do on the human being newsletter on Substack. And then it will use the direct experiences like you're asking about of what happened on tour to um to paint the picture. So there was a whole range of, of experiences. I mean uh you know something in one day, all right, I was climbing up a mountain. My dog keeps ringing the bell to go outside to go to the bathroom. But <laughs> oh, that's cool. He's probably cool. I got a carpet cleaner if anything goes down. <laughs> he's, he's probably just like, yo, take me outside. I know it's cooling off now. Um, in one day, I would say that I experienced this, the mental state of nirvana and then the hell realm in the same day. Um What happens when you're climbing mountains, I was in Idaho at that point trying to get to a place called Stanley, Idaho, uh, which is if you get into the mountains, like right around the Boise area and you start going up, Stanley's probably like an hour and a half, two hour drive from uh, Boise in the mountains at like 8,000 feet or something like that. Um, I'm probably butchering that, but doesn't matter. As I was climbing up a mountain, these mountains, you start to realize like at a certain point, like, oh, when I keep up my momentum and I'm just climbing for eight, nine hours at a time, you just kind of get used to it. And it's like, oh yeah, it's a little bit of a struggle at first, but I'm just going to keep going and going and going. And like, oh wow, it's six hours later. I'm still pedaling up this freaking mountain. This is crazy. And then at a certain point, you start to break through this wall and you're like, I could do this all the time. I just love this. This is amazing. And that gets into like the stories that you tell yourself in your head when you're doing things that are difficult, you start to realize like if I tell myself the story that this sucks, then it's going to suck. But if I just tell myself, Oh my God, I love this climbing mountains is amazing. Let's do it. I wish this mountain was 10,000 feet. But then you get to like where these guys on motorcycles tell you is the top. And you're just like, I did it. I've been riding. I'm, I'm in this state where I feel like I could do this forever. And I've accepted the pain. And it's just like, I live for this. And then you start to go down. And you're like, I made it to the top of the mountain. And then it goes back up again. <laughs> and you're like, those guys told me that I was there. And so you start realizing like, Oh shit. I had been in this place mentally, this super peak. I was on top of the mountain in both ways, mentally and spiritually or whatever. And then all of a sudden the shift in your reality happens, you start going down, then you have to climb back up and you kind of, I cracked mentally. And I was like, Oh fuck, what am I supposed to do? This sucks. Like how long is this going to be? And then all these stories about the unknown, I kind of started to slip down into the hell realm a little bit on that one. And so I kind of went from the mountain to the valley, literally. And then slowly, as I was kind of coming up the last of the ascent into Stanley, Idaho, I was greeted with the sight of the Sawtooth Mountains for the first time. And I didn't understand why they were called the Sawtooth Mountains until I saw them and I had this moment where I had to get off of my bicycle because I was just like, this is one of the most beautiful sights that I've ever seen. The sky was perfectly powder blue. The mountains are jagged and rugged like shark teeth or like my dog's teeth look like mountains, which trips me out all the time. But the way that these mountains cut the sky after I had been like through all these different states mentally that day marveling at the sights that mother nature presents to you just stopped me in my tracks. And I had this moment where I was like, holy shit, as a human being, I am what I'm looking at right now. I am where the mountains meet the sky. I am like mother earth, the ground and father, son, the sky come together to make me. The energy that powers my heart is that light of the sun and the materials that come together to form my body to encapsulate that spark of light is the earth. And so I'm looking at myself, which is like the bridge between these two worlds out here. And it's like, it's hard to put that into words. I know I wrote about it and I was pretty happy with whatever I had written down at the time. Um, So that will for sure get included, but that was a super powerful moment. And then there's many other things that happen. I mean, I I accidentally exposed my penis to a man in Yellowstone National Park because I was changing into a bathing suit and didn't realize that I didn't get everything in. And so I'm like walking on down the trail trying to go see a geyser. And this guy's just looking at me like, What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? And I'm just like, uh, start to feel like, oh, why is this guy looking at me so crazy? And then I look down, I'm like, pull myself back in, keep walking on down the trail. And then you have these humiliating moments where you're just like, well, I'm probably never going to see that guy again. And like, honestly, that is pretty funny that I just gave that guy a story to tell everyone for the rest of his life about the time he saw the guy's wiener at Yellowstone and the guy didn't even realize it. So you just have a whole range of different things that happen to you. Horse pee splashing in your eye, people rolling coal and diesel trucks. But then you meet people like my friend D that um, I met in Pennsylvania who just pulled me out of a rainstorm off the side of a mountain and was like, you're cool. You're sleeping in my house tonight. And I talk to her all the time. She sends me gifts in the mail and I send her cards and she sends me poetry and rocks and pine cones. And I send her cards that I made and stuff like that. And it's like, you meet someone who feels like they were a mother to you, or maybe you were a mother to them in a previous lifetime. And you just link up and you're like, whoa, I've known you before, I know I've known you before, and you're special, and now here we are talking, that's amazing shirt, by the way, (laughs) yeah, and then coming to the end and meeting someone like Luis, um, super cool, Uh, I could talk about it all day, but like, those are the things that kind of stand out in my mind, because uh, between the things that you find within yourself and then the people that magnetize towards you to teach you about yourself. It's, it's a journey that really teaches you that life itself is the trip. And when you walk through the world with intentions that are very clear cut, the universe knows via your energy and how you feel right now with clarity what to send to you to further that feeling. But if you're lying to yourself and saying, if you're in a job you hate or whatever, and you're just like, oh yeah, I'm fine. Everything's fine. But in reality, you hate it. You're sending a mixed distorted signal out to the universe. And the universe is just going to troll you with distorted signals until you're ready to come clean with yourself. And then once you come clean with yourself and you have that pure, Clear emotion universe is like, see, okay, now experience what you get with that, and um, yeah, I think I've said enough <laughs> no thank no. you you've,
0: you've you have been an absolute delight this evening, and this went actually about like I thought it was gonna go, you know there's there's a lot of <laughs> things you've said this evening that resonate with me, and i I feel I clearly understand, and I hope people out there. You know, I understand it, too. I know I know my rambles get kind of all over the place, but I I apologize for that. And the folks out there listening, seeing the fact that we're on the 71st episode, you know, it's, well, 71st full episode, but it's like the, uh, I think it's like the almost the 80th episode, actually, that I've recorded. Because um, nice. we, we had a couple special little repeat, repeating series that went on for a couple Sundays. And we've got some more of those planned coming up in the future, because I like doing deep dives on Random stuff, but I do, I do love it when my my higher self connected friends come around, and and you know, I keep telling people that we're this time is a big time for this group of people, and we've worked together in the past on things. The way Trz explains it is that we were we were probably the gods of yesteryears, the, with the little G, not the big, like the you know the multiple mini gods of yesteryears that. You thought were stories of lore and stuff like that, but you know they did—they did great things, which brought those stories of lore. And maybe people like myself and Luis and yourself can do great things. And in a couple thousand years, they'll be telling stories of the crazy pirate and the and and the the crazy guy from New York and the fan, the fantabulous human being that you are, sir. It has. Well, been, you're wearing the hat. It has been a great evening. Oh. And you know I I oh. appreciate all of that. <laughs> I should have worn these
2: from the start. Oh, that been it, it, fun. Is,
0: it has been it has been a great evening. You know I've I've appreciated you so much coming on, and I hope that you you know come on again in the future and t- and chat with us. I think you would fit in just fine around here in some of these conversations that we have on this wild page of mine.
2: <clears throat> yeah, man. Thank you. It's been an honest pleasure, and uh you know you guys are wonderful, Luis. Thank you for making the connection and for hitting me up and being like, what the hell are you doing, man? Get the, get back to his email. But yeah, (laughs) thank you guys so much for the opportunity to come on and talk to you. And uh, it's, it's truly been a pleasure. I'd love to come back and talk further. Um, I can feel you guys and I feel the wonder and the goodness and just the, uh, the amazing spirit that you have. So I thank you for being you because your uniqueness is your si- like your signature, you know? We need you being you to make us so special. So, yeah, thank you both for, uh, for being so wonderful because the world wouldn't be the same without you.
0: Hey, that's I couldn't agree with that any more than... You could say so, Louise. Could we could, could you plug where we could find you at when you're not hanging out with me on here?
3: Um, the easiest is Louise Reeve looks at an Instagram and our escape from New York. Uh, we'll be on YouTube and, and Rumble. Um, and we'll have more soon. We'll have an expansion on things, and I'm gonna start creating more content. It's just been breaking my own personal mind mold of like I want to create and speak in different things and then you have and, these and, sensors and in your I, head and then
0: I keep just having <laughs> you over here bothering you every other night because I love having you on so
3: <laughs> well that's kind of, like, of an outlet I, I feel hey. that I, I want to do it by myself sometimes and yeah. it's it's actually really hard for me to simply be open to speaking how I feel if there's no counterpoint and the beautiful thing when I'm speaking to someone is that's when then my mind becomes more open, which uh, I realized with time it's like, I guess that's part of just how I think is I only really can think much deeper when I'm in interaction with another person. And then when I'm in interaction with people like you guys, that's when I can really feel a, a better sense of where all of this can go. And and re-energized in many ways today re- has really re-energized my me, me a lot so that's why i this conversation for me has been absolutely wonderful
0: and and sean before i get ready to tell everybody goodbye for the evening you want to plug one more time where everybody can come and find you at?
2: yeah you can go to my website which uh i should probably do a little bit of work on it's just sean colon dot com. that's kind of a hub for everything um or just Hugh Mann, dot com. I publish every Wednesday at like uh, somewhere around 7 a.m. Uh, Central Time in America. So come hang out. Uh, there's, there's writing and there's a podcast that I do every single week on there. Would love to have uh, more free and more paying subscribers. Anyone that wants to join in, come along for the ride. And the one thing I always say is, come test it out for a while, read for a month. And if you're really getting some benefit from it, pay me. And if not, you don't want to, it's all good. Do your thing. The information is out there and I would love to think about some fun stuff with you.
0: And of course you guys know that I'm, I I will have those links on this episode for you guys out there listening and or watching so that you guys can get back to him and figure out, you know, how you, you know, how you want to go about all that. I, I, I want to make sure you guys get out there and support these guys that we have on here and stuff and support the things that are going on over here on Unconstitutional Awakening, because I really think day by day, one mind at a time, we're, we're going to make the difference that I set out to make. And, you know, you guys just always remember that the, uh, the problem isn't the problem. The problem is your attitude towards the problem. And it's kind of a funny thing that pirates were always out searching for treasure when they never realized that the real treasure were the fond memories we were all creating together on things like this. Y'all have a fantastic evening.